to Compass and Clock. I'm your host, Mary Copeland. This infotainment podcast explores how to live your best life now and well into retirement. We'll discuss topics in financial planning, housing, and insurance. We'll talk wellness, relationships, and leisure activities. A full life requires planning for your goals and preparing for the unexpected. I'll introduce you to a variety of guests, from knowledgeable experts to folks sharing stories of their life experiences and so much more, because life is big. All is intended to help guide you in planning for what you need now and at any age. Like and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Today, my guest is Stephanie Dalton. Stephanie is an integrative nutrition coach specializing in digestive issues and women's hormonal health. Her unique approach combines education, inspiration, and motivation to help her clients achieve their goals and feel at home in their bodies. Stephanie connects the dots on complicated interrelated health issues and offers simple, highly effective strategies to create lasting change. Pardon me. Stephanie is a registered holistic nutritionist, a graduate of the Functional Nutrition Alliance and Institute for Integrative Nutrition, a certified transformational coach, and a Pilates, yoga, and barre instructor. I would say she has a full plate. So, Stephanie, welcome to the show. Hi, Mary. Thanks for having me. I am so happy to have you on the show. It was nice that we were able to reconnect after all these years. I know, I know. It's nice to see you. So let's just jump right in. And um, today, audience, we are going to talk about perimenopause and menopause. So my first question to Stephanie is, what is the difference between perimenopause and menopause? That's a really good question because often I see a little bit of confusion around this and it's kind of a fun, I like the definition. I'm going to just give you the definition of perimenopause first. So perimenopause is the time during which your body makes a natural transition to menopause. So it marks the end of your reproductive years. So on average, this transition can last from anywhere from five years to 13 years. So it could be, it could be quite a while. So it can begin in a woman's thirties, usually late thirties, early forties. And then um, menopause on average starts at 51, which that's an average menopausal age. But um, some women go um, into menopause early or into artificial menopause if they've had a hysterectomy or chemotherapy or radiation. But, um, but that's, I guess that's not part of our discussion today, but just something to note. And then menopause is literally the cessation of the menstrual cycle. So, and it occurs naturally when a woman's ovaries just run out of functioning eggs. The average age, as I mentioned, is 51. Um, and then as it approaches, so as menopause approaches, the ovaries dramatically reduce their production of estrogen, which affects so many parts of our body. So that affects blood vessels, it affects our heart, it affects our bones, our breasts, our uterus, our urinary system, our skin and our brain. So a lot of systems. Um, and some women's, some women really do have a lot of intense symptoms during menopause and perimenopause and some, and some don't, some just get right through it. So that's the definition of both. And I do want to say menopause is literally, you hit menopause after 12 months of no period. It has to be 12 months, 12 solid months. And the day after that is menopause. 
that one day. After that, you're postmenopausal. So I love that definition. So one day of menopause, then you're postmenopausal. I can guarantee that there aren't many listeners that knew that menopause is one day. Yeah, one or two days. It's like literally one or two days, and then you're postmenopause. So it's good to know. So why don't you tell us some of the symptoms of perimenopause first? Yeah, okay. So perimenopause, a lot of the symptoms people will, women will feel is breast tenderness and swelling, mood swings, brain fog, irritability, <laughs> trouble sleeping. That's always a big one. Sleep, I hear a lot. Water retention, really, you know, PMS symptoms and weight gain. <clears throat> Excuse me. One of the things I like to point out is there's this term that flies around um, all over the place called estrogen dominance. Mm -hmm. And that's when people, when women, I keep saying people, but when women have, um, you know, the first thing that hits in perimenopause is our progesterone starts to lower first. And then that, what that does is it gives this sort of ratio of estrogen to progesterone, um, a difference that makes, that causes these symptoms. And when that ratio of estrogen to progesterone starts to shift, that's when we see what we call estrogen dominance and often when we see these symptoms. Then that's perimenopause. Now let's talk about the pesky symptoms of menopause. Okay, so. Or would it be postmenopause? Yeah, exactly. And a lot of times people interchange, you know, people say I'm going through menopause and I think what they usually are talking about is perimenopausal, but then after menopause, but after you hit that menopause and you're in that postmenopausal phase, a lot of women see irregular, well, leading up, we'll see irregular periods. Leading up and after menopause, we'll see hot flashes, night sweats, mood swings, anxiety, irritability, again, disrupted sleep, weight gain, vaginal dryness, decreased libido, I hear that all the time, thinning hair, headaches, um, and urinary incontinence. So those are a lot of signs and symptoms that you're having a lot of fluctuations in your hormones due to the changes in menopause. So what are your suggestions holistically for perimenopause? Okay, so in, in my line of work, I, um, I look at the root cause and I address it all through functional, um, well, through integrative approach through lifestyle changes diet changes, and then supplementation. And I do want to go back and note that people often say, well, why, why are some of the symptoms worse for me in menopause or perimenopause we're talking about now than, than my friend, for instance? And I, do, I think it's important to note that, um, that this estrogen dominance with these, these, uh, these pesky symptoms we're talking about can, can all be a function of things like adrenal fatigue. So that's a lot of stress and those, those glands that carry those stress hormones begin to, to get fatigued. Um, things like constipation, poor diet, something called xenoestrogens. And that's a really important term to, to hear and to learn about when we talk about perimenopause and menopausal symptoms and our society and, and how we get xenoestrogens these days. And I can come back to that if you want, Mary. Okay. But these are all like, also um, estrogen dominance can cause, be, we can be impacted by weight gain because we create estrogen in body fat, especially around the belly. So these are all reasons why we may be having um, these symptoms to begin with. 
So then the way to address it is through your nutrition. So number one, you want to eliminate really bad dietary fats. So that's like um, trans fats and um, hydrogenated vegetable oils like corn oil, canola, soybean oil. Those kinds of oils are the bad fats and they've been proven over and over again through research that they're definitely not serving us. And, um, and of course, like things like fast food, chips, all those are usually never made in healthy fat. So all of that kind of contributes to the bad fat. Increasing good dietary fiber. So most Americans are eating far, far too little fiber. And we want to be shooting for, we really want to be shooting for 30 grams of fiber a day um, through fruits, vegetables, whole grains, beans. And that is a minimum. So maybe 25 to 35 is a really good place for us all to be shooting for because that will help us not only with those phytonutrients, but it will help us eliminate excess estrogen, which is also the cause of estrogen dominance because we have too much estrogen. We want to be able to excrete it and we excrete it through our bowel movements. And so um, that fiber will help us make sure we're doing that. Things like bitter greens are really helpful for this. Uh, flaxseed is a meal. So you get flaxseed, you grind it down and you buy the meal. Adding that is hands down one of the best things you can do. A couple of tablespoons of that a day. You've got cruciferous vegetables, which have been shown over and over again to help with estrogen metabolism, detoxification. So that's broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage, those cruciferous vegetables. For a woman in menopause, you know, if we have a lack of um, estrogen, including soy through like high quality soy through like miso and tempeh can be really, really helpful. And then I kind of mentioned the phytochemicals before. So that's, that's those phytonutrients that come in those dark leafies and all the fruits and vegetables. So that's diet. <laughs> I could go on. That's nutrition, yeah. That's, yeah. And that was all holistic. So yeah. based on those holistic suggestions, would you recommend the same for menopause, which is after that, you know, does it change so, or do you just keep sustaining? So for menopause with, um, with diet, basically it's all, it's similar. You know, adding in the flax meal, really, really important, getting those cruciferous vegetables in. It's basically the same thing. I would also include um, identifying food sensitivities, which is different from allergies. So that can have a big effect on, on your sex hormones as well. So I'd add that in, but I would say for food, it's basically the same, getting in enough of that, um, those great um, colorful fruits and vegetables and fiber. Okay. So is there a reason why some people are more prone to having hormonal imbalances than other people? Yes. I mean, there's, there's a, a variety of factors. There's, um, you know, there's, there's genetics, first of all, but then we know through epigenetics that we have this ability to kind of flip our genetic switch on or off through diet, lifestyle, nutrition, and supplementation to target it um, in some cases. So if we're taking good care of all of that, hopefully all of this will, um, be taken care of but the other big thing is and this is the root of all functional medicine integrative nutrition is that so much impacts our hormones that we don't they don't work in a silo so it's not just let's just take care of estrogen let's just take care of progesterone we want to look we want to back it up and we want to look at how our gut health is because that massively impacts all of our hormones 
we want to look at our stress management. So um, something called the HPA axis, hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. That's our stress um, axis that that hugely impacts our sex hormones, our fertility, what's going on there. It impacts our thyroid health. So that stress management is, is of utmost importance. Making sure, like I mentioned, you have a healthy bowel movement every day because if you're not, you're not going to be excreting the estrogens you're not using, among many other things. Um, making sure you're getting good sleep because in sleep, when we sleep, we want seven to nine hours a night for sure. And because we're, we're detoxifying, we're resetting, our, our um, satiety hormones are resetting, our liver's finishing its job from the day before. So sleep and stress and digestion are like really at this huge the real foundation of how all your other hormones are impacted. Um, when you were first giving um, dates or time frame, so to speak, you know, you were saying the average age is 51 mm -hmm. and you were saying that it could be for approximately 13 years. Yeah. Okay. So I'm asking you a new question here. Mm -hmm. um, I'm 58. I um, had that menopause date at 48, so it's been 10 years. I still have night sweats. So does that mean I have three more years left of night sweats? I mean, does this ever really go away? That's a really good question. Um, so what you're talking about, you're postmenopausal, so that those years leading up to menopause, you know, that's after, that's, that's those years of eight to or what, five to 13 years. And then after menopause, when you're postmenopausal, your hormones continue to fluctuate because you're still, even though we think we're not making estrogen and progesterone anymore, we are. And we make them in different places. We're not making, making it in our ovaries anymore, but we're making it in our adrenal glands. So that's why stress has such a big impact. Our adrenal glands actually are making some of those hormones. And so if you're used to, if you're, you know, in a chronic state of stress or busyness or anxiety or all of those things, then then you you will see a fluctuation in which sex, how much of the hormones you're making, right? Because it'll steal some of that away if you're under stress. So your adrenal glands make it. Your like your that's why women gain a little extra um, fat tissue uh, after menopause is because that you know in a way that's what we need to make some estrogen. So you know that extra five pounds is very normal because we're making excess estrogen. All of these things impact how you're going to feel in this in this this postmenopausal state and your in your hot flashes because again it comes back to having the right ratio of estrogen to progesterone and so even if you have a teeny tiny bit you still want the right ratio so what you're probably seeing is this fluctuation in how much estrogen to progesterone you have and then you also want to make sure that the estrogens you do have are the good estrogens so there's three estrogens we look at and without going too into too much detail here we have the good ones and then we have the one that is kind of more the link to breast cancer and so we want to make sure that we've got the right amount of good estrogens working for us too and that goes again back to a lot of these dietary things i was talking about but also managing your stress making sure you're pooing every day making sure you're getting good sleep um that kind of thing does that help totally so <laughs> if i were to um be more cognizant of my nutrition, you know, my intake of what, you know, I'm purchasing at the grocery store and making for meals for our family and I, um, and I'm adding more fiber to my diet. 
um, I could possibly um, get a better night's sleep and not have the night sweats as much because that's what wakes me up. I wake up yeah. and warm. Okay, so there's a lot more to it than just the fiber. So, and I'm going to just check. I know we have a little bit more time, so I want to come back to that because um, really the other thing that the one component of the stress management and having sustained energy and having these is um, maybe less night sweats, but we haven't even talked about supplementation and lifestyle. A little bit we did with sleep, but is that you want to make sure that you have balanced blood sugar. So that is another big one to make sure that you have, oops, so sorry about that, that you have balanced blood sugar um, throughout the day. And that's going to impact because when you don't have balanced blood sugar, that gives you these big swings in your, your insulin comes out and goes away. And it's always dealing with sugar in your blood and having to do many functions with that. That creates a lot of stress on your body, but having that balanced blood, stable blood sugar is extremely important. So to do that, you want to make sure you're getting fat, fiber, and protein at every meal. Okay. So that's one thing you want to look at, fat, fiber, protein. And that fiber in general would be from those vegetables generally, hopefully, and whole grains and beans. Those are great fibers to have. So fat, healthy fat, fiber, and protein is one way to look at it. So every meal, every snack. Then you're, you know, to, to a lot of women talk about how sugar and caffeine and alcohol can ignite a hot flash. So looking at your yourself and saying, okay, if I, I notice that when I have even just a hot drink, I start to hot flash more or caffeine. A lot of women are sensitive to caffeine. So taking out coffee could be really helpful. Um, sugar is also a big inflammatory um, anti-nutrient and that has a lot of impact on your health as well and your blood sugar. And then making sure some, some women do really well if they have just like a little bit, because in the, when we're sleeping, if our cortisol is not regulated, that's that adrenal stuff I've been talking about. It will wake us up because it spikes. It's that stress hormone might spike at night and wake us up and then we might hot flash. So you, some of that can be managed just by having like a tiny, tiny bit of protein before you go to bed. That can be really helpful. So that, so when you're looking at, um, definitely when you're looking at your, you know, your diet, it really comes down to lots of good, healthy fat, and not lots, good, healthy fat, that fat fiber protein plate, getting plenty of fiber, um, eliminating as much sugar out of your diet as possible for a thousand reasons, <laughs> watching your alcohol and caffeine intake, and trying that. So that's the first approach to food. So you said something about supplements. That yeah. You talk about supplements. So, um, so let's, yeah, so, so with supplementation and menopause, um, it's, uh, um, well, let's go, you know, I'm going to talk about a little bit with, this is kind of supplementation, I would say will help basically all women with perimenopause, menopause, and just sort of um, sex hormone stuff. Okay. Is a B complex can be extremely helpful. Um, so that is just like a great overall energy vitamin and helps your liver detoxify. Then we have probiotics, which is a good flora you put in your gut. I think everyone should be on a most pretty much. I haven't had a person I've worked with that didn't need better and more good gut flora. So getting a good um, probiotic would be really wonderful. Most Americans are um, undernourished with magnesium. So a magnesium supplement can be really helpful. I, I usually do like magnesium glycinate 
unless you're constipated and then I would suggest a citrate. Um, and then you have like, if you're, are, um, for, if you're having still a lot of hot flashes or you're still in these, getting these symptoms we're talking about, there's a wonderful product called DIM, D-I-M. And that product is um, basically an estro. There's another. You could, it's also called Estro Block, and there's that's actual product. But Dim. There's lots of brands of it, and what it is is just a very, very concentrated form of these cruciferous vegetables I was talking about. And they've been well researched, and there's a lot of, and they to and what they do is they help you metabolize your estrogens and regulate those good and bad estrogens. And so that can be really helpful for all these symptoms too. And I highly recommend DIM to, to women all the time. And then the last one there would be um, like green tea. You know, you know, we hear a lot about green tea. There's a particular chemical in green tea, so you kind of need to drink a lot of it, but matcha green tea to get enough. But you can also take supplementation for that, but that's another great nutrient for this. So when you speak about these um, supplements, um, somebody shouldn't just be going into a store and thinking to themselves, I, I'm going to get magnesium or I'm going to get complex B just on their own. They should be speaking with the nutritionist or their doctor and getting their blood work done to see where they're. Um, that's, well, that's a great question. So the, everything I suggested, you could just go do on your own. Mm -hmm. So you go into you. I mean, one thing you want to be careful of is the quality of your supplementation because it's an unregulated um, market. So you do want to make sure you're getting good quality because sometimes they put fillers and, and stuff in these vitamins. It's shocking, but get a good quality. I think mostly you can't go wrong with this, like magnesium. Uh, you'd have to take massive, massive, massive quantities really to overdose or not, not even overdose, but to get too much. And so, but usually like 300 milligrams a day is good. Um, B complex, you really can't go wrong. If you're taking a multivitamin that has all the Bs in it, you're good. You, you don't necessarily need to have a B complex. But yeah, you can go do it. You don't need a doctor. And the other thing is, um, I want to just really impress upon the audience and you that everyone is so bio-individual. So mm -hmm. these are all great suggestions for everybody. But if you're having certain symptoms that just don't want to go away or you're trying this and you're not seeing any change or you have other things going on in your health, working with a practitioner is really helpful because we can really begin to identify what's really going on and some of the root cause issues. So for instance, some people have a genetic SNP that doesn't allow them to detoxify estrogen very well. And there's specific things we can do about that to help boost that detoxification in your body. But that you wouldn't know without that, that specific test. So a lot of times it would be like, well, if we're not resolving this, let's get a, a functional test and see what's really going on inside. So we're not just throwing stuff at it, but we're really targeting. And that's when we get more specific. It's, I'm just giving you the, the baseline, but there's so much more you can do. Well, based on the baseline that you're saying, um, when we got back together, it was because I received your newsletter. And your newsletter was talking about this very topic. So I think it would be great if you um, tell our listeners how they can sign up for that because, you know, this podcast is short, but we're, we are trying to educate, but at the same time, we can't pack it all in in 20 minutes. But you are a wealth of information. You're, you know, um, definitely educated 
on and trained and certified on all that we're talking about. So if somebody uh, would like to subscribe to your free newsletter, can you please give them the directions for that? Though? Yeah, thanks, Mary. Um, so my website is chiaandchocolate.com, C-H-I-A, like the seed, and A-N-D, chocolate.com. And on there, you can read all about my work, but also you can sign up for my newsletter, right? It's, it's right in the front there. And I don't send too many out. I'm just one or two a month at the most. So they can also follow me on Instagram under embrace health underscore Stephanie. And then I have Facebook stuff, but that's all on my website. And you do seminars also, don't you? And classes that if anybody wanted. Yeah, I offer. And then what we, you know, talked about today, they can get more in depth with you. Yeah, exactly. So um, I just recently did a perimenopause and menopause workshop over Zoom for three hours with another um, wonderful woman and is really wonderful. So we're beginning to offer that kind of thing. But then I also offer a few times a year will offer group um, group programs. So that might be a six week vitality program or a, a liver cleanse or something like that. And then I generally work one-on-one with people in a four month program to really get to the root of things. And, and as a health coach, help people kind of really try to overcome their obstacles and, and, um, just kind of cheerlead them through some, sometimes what can be challenging, but often, um, sort of simple solutions. Well, it's great to know that there are experts such as you out there because the information you shared with myself and our listeners today has been invaluable, I would have to say. Um, So I do thank you for spending some time with us. We're going to have to wrap up about now, but before we leave, do you have any parting words for the audience, anything you would like to share that we might not have touched on? Hmm, That's a great question. I think just knowing that we really do have control over our health and um, that there's often solutions that are not medication solutions that are definitely available to us and are absolutely 100% um, with a little trial and error at your fingertips. And we can get back to feeling really good and getting to the root of these problems so that we really live a really vital and healthy life. And it's, it's definitely possible. I've seen it hundreds of times and I've done it for myself and so I think that's it just know that you can feel good and get back to your vital self again well you heard it here with Stephanie and I that life is about enjoying it so enjoy the journey take care of your health and um, we'll see you all next week bye bye thank you